Hey, everybody. Welcome once again to the football pandemic, where this week we get to look forward to the Super Bowl. That thing that's coming up, we're all so excited about. And we're going to touch on some news from around the league, some of the offseason stuff that's already starting. Stick with us. All right. Well, we're in the middle of that two-week dead period when nothing happens. Oh, wait. Did I say nothing happens? Because I do believe there was an amazing game I hear that happened on Sunday. Now, I say I hear because I in no way tuned in for one minute of the, quote, Pro Bowl. But I hear that Brandon actually tuned in and was glued to his TV for at least five minutes. Yeah, I can't say I had much more experience watching the Pro Bowl than you guys did. Uh, Probably about five minutes up on you guys. And I'm going to let you know now, it was pretty disappointing. Uh, First off, I actually wanted to see... So the AFC represented was represented by four people and the NFC was represented by four people. They would go in a list of order one to four and they would each play one quarter of Madden. Okay, so they only played only one person against one person? Yeah, and it was just one quarter and that was it. That's Everyone got to play one quarter, offense, defense. The thing that I didn't like is they had celebrities in there. It wasn't even people elected to the Pro Bowl. Snoop Dogg was in there. Marshawn Lynch was in there. I wish we would have actually got to see some of the representatives from the NFC and some of the representatives from the AFC. And now there were a couple people in there. Kyler Murray was in there. And as someone so kindly pointed out, his seat was elevated all the way. Had to be so he could see over the controller. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but we did have a, a few of them. I, I watched the first five minutes, and then I, I tuned out. I know the NFC won. They put up 32 points on Madden, and the AFC did not win, and they put up less than 32 points. So maybe I'm confused, and you guys can help me out with this. It's been a while since I've played video games. I still own an Xbox 360 that I've barely played. And I know that 360 is not even the latest version. I got it a long time ago when my daughter was born. Never really had time to play since then. That's been about 10 years. Anyway, I thought we were now to the point in Madden where you could play individual people. And if not, it should be to where you can go in and say, I'm going to be the left tackle during this whole game. I'm going to be the center. And then they should have just had everybody who was in the Pro Bowl play their character. And that would have been awesome. But maybe we're not near that like I thought we yeah here's what you can do which i they probably should have done this you can do what's called uh, mutt squads or just madden squads where basically it's three maximum of three players on one team playing at once versus three playing at once i don't know why they didn't do that they probably could have done that but most of these guys clearly don't play much madden what the one thing i saw was kind of funny if you, if you ever played madden you know if you get a money play where you notice the guy you're playing can't stop it you just run it over and over again. I think the NFC had that where Jamal Adams was running this four <laughs> verticals play four four times in a row right down the middle. And the other people playing, they were using the defensive line, which if anyone knows Madden knows that's a no, that's a new move. OK, you got a user, <laughs> your safety, your middle linebacker, whatever, because if, you, if you're using the middle linebacker, you take that away right away. It's an easy pick. But they weren't doing that. So it was just right down the field straight just over and over. <laughs> yeah. And the reason Snoop Dogg was in that is he's a legit good gamer. Like he's a competitive gamer. You bring him in there. He's he's a, a familiar face. People know people like he's going to give you some good, good Madden play because he's really good at the game. 
I think last year in Madden, an ultimate team, Snoop Dogg, like he was, I guess he was Twitch streaming or whatever. He did it quite frequently, but Madden gave him in like a 99 overall card, like in November, December, where the overall cards are like 93 to 94 and they give him a 99 named Snoop Dogg, where he's the only card that could have it. Only person that had it. Nice. That was actually in their new mode last year, the yard, not the yard. That was this year. Uh, Superstar KO. Oh yeah. Or you could get you could get Snoop Dogg, you could get Lil Yachty, you could get <laughs> yep. some other people, other rappers or whatever. So <laughs> did uh did anybody hear about any of the like Nielsen ratings or rating watcher ratings for this Pro Bowl? I didn't. And I, I can imagine they might not have published them because they were probably so poor. Because <laughs> yeah. I know a lot of football people and nobody I know except Brandon even tuned in. Hey, let's uh let's get into some of the big news, some of the newsworthy uh, happenings that have gone on this last week. You know, it's funny we have not even had the Super Bowl yet, and crazily enough, I already feel like we're in we're full swinging into off season already, and it's probably because of one trade in particular: Matthew Stafford for a bevy of picks and Jeff Goff. Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Jeff Goff. Here's Who's Jeff? It's his brother. Jeff Fisher was his coach. <laughs> Jeff his Fisher was here. his coach. Yeah, his but Mr. Eight and Eight. Yeah. What about this trade, guys? What uh, What does that bring to your mind? This is a really interesting trade. It just showed Jared Goff's actual value with that big contract. He was a liability in this trade. That's why the Lions gave up or got so much back in return because they took on Jared Goff's contract. They got a haul, really. Two first rounders, third rounder. That's a great return for Dan Campbell's kind of rebuilding that team. He's got six years to do that, you know, see where he can he can build this thing to. On the other side, that's a great deal for the Rams. Their biggest problem has been cap space. They had to eat the Todd Gurley contract. You still got big money going out to Aaron Donald, big money for Jalen Ramsey as well. So this trade really helps them with, with their cap flexibility. They're going to have to re-sign Stafford eventually and pay him big-time quarterback money. Right now, you got him on a bit of a discount, so that's that's good for them. And right now, they get upgraded at the quarterback position, and I might say they're the best team in the NFC West right now. There's a lot of moving pieces. I want to see what the Niners can do with their quarterback spot. They, they could really move into the, the whole NFC West is still the best division in football, but I think the Rams got a whole lot better with this quarterback swap. Before we get into all those other teams and their quarterbacks, this was really kind of a, a similar case, although maybe a little uh, a little less clear to see because of all of the pieces involved. But it's very much a case like, uh, who was it, Brock Osweiler, where they basically bought a pick. Uh, I think uh, what we're seeing here is the Lions, they took on this contract, and I think they actually are planning to use Goff uh, as their quarterback. But because of taking on that contract, they got probably more than they would have otherwise. I've always been a big fan of Matthew Stafford and his career. I think he's an excellent quarterback that's been surrounded by literal crap, and that's the organization. If I think about his career, it's Matthew Stafford and Calvin Johnson. And yeah. Calvin Johnson retired early to get out of that organization. Yep. You're talking about arguably the third best player in your franchise's history you just traded behind Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson. Yeah. And I'm glad to see Matthew Stafford. You know, I had, I had stated that I wanted to see him in a different shade of blue thinking Indianapolis. I really, uh, really thought that was going to happen. I mean, I had kind of accepted in my mind, okay, if Stafford's going to be our quarterback this year, dot, dot, dot. And because uh, there was so much talk and I knew that uh, Jim Ursay had kind of hinted at it uh, in his talk. And I knew Ballard was probably interested in going that route. And then that Rams thing happened and I'm like, whoa, 
Now I'm completely confused of what's going to happen in Indianapolis because I was telling Brandon before this that let's be real. There's not going to be a chance of us getting Deshaun Watson. That's just not going to happen. And even if there was, it, it would cost so much. It's crazy. I don't know if Ballard would go for it. And then I look at all the possible other quarterbacks out there and I get I get a little downhearted thinking about almost all of them. Even the ones I was like, kind of like, oh yeah, maybe a Sam Darnold. Now, if Sam Darnold came to us really cheap, sure, get Sam Darnold and somebody else. But like looking for that answer, suddenly I'm like, I don't know who that answer is. And I know we're going to talk, and I'm getting into way too much here, but we're going to talk about Carr that could come to Indianapolis, and we're going to talk about Matt Ryan, even though there's like been no trade talks. There's going to be lots of discussion, but I kind of got way off topic there. You know, I, I'm excited to see Matthew Stafford behind a reliable offensive line, having multiple weapons to throw to with Cooper Cup and mm. Robert Woods, mm-hmm. which he's he's never had multiple weapons in his career before. And then a defense that can actually punch you in the mouth and get him back on the field to work some Stafford magic. If Matthew Stafford, let's say he plays the next five years and then retires, he, he's a little bit older. He's not in his prime, but he's still a very reliable guy. What does he have to do in these next five seasons to start getting looks for the Hall of Fame? He's definitely got to make the playoffs and maybe play a a game or two in them. I mean, you always want to say a Super Bowl win will put you much closer. I think Super Bowl, I think winning the Super Bowl is, is the answer here. I mean, he's got the stats. He's had, you know, plenty of fourth quarter comebacks throughout his career. It's just doing something in the playoffs. Now, maybe you lose in, in the Super Bowl or maybe a couple Super Bowl appearances, couple deep runs, maybe. It's going to be a bit of an eye test thing to see how whether this was a good trade for the Rams because I think winning is, is what it has to do in terms of making this a successful trade. I just love how the Rams front office operates. They see a need. They're just going to like, all right, let's go and get that stud. We need a corner. Let's go get Jalen Ramsey. Draft picks are overrated. We haven't picked a first rounder in seven years. What is, is Darren Donald their last first round pick? Yeah, I think he is. That's, that's a long time ago. But they're like, you know what? Let's go and get guys we know are good. You only like that because you usually root for the Bears who never do that. They just did it. Khalil Mack. And I love Well, that I guess they did do that. That's right. And they did move up in the draft for Mitchell Trubisky because they saw the guy they wanted and they they went for it. So I guess, what am I talking about? They do that all the time. On the surface, I kind of like that move. <laughs> like, all right, our, our GM is, is is saying, I'm going to go get our guy. And like, I like that part of it. But then the, the Niners <laughs> kind of finessed us, didn't like that part as well. But I like the aggressive. I, I just don't like the, oh, uh, we're just going to kind of pinch pennies and uh, we need a quarterback. Um, Kyle Orton, I don't know. Uh, let's go get him and we'll try and win eight games. And that, that feels like where the Bears are at right now. Scared. I don't know. We don't want to risk anything. We don't want to. I like I just like to go for the gusto. I like the moves that bring excitement to the team. And that's what the Rams did, I think, with this. Like move. Most fans do. When Although when I have fired. I have that GM that is more the penny pincher, never makes the, the huge moves. I mean, we did we did get DeForest Buckner and. To people who are football-minded, they're like, oh, that was a good move. To the general public, they're like, that's not a wide receiver or a quarterback or a running back. What's the big deal? Why'd you give away number 13 overall, you know? but There's a fine line, I think, between being ridiculously aggressive and 
too scared to make a move. You want to find that middle ground. I think the Colts are a little more on the side of erring towards caution, but they find value. They they make smart moves. I like that also. It's it's a fine balance between those two extremes. We've had the other extreme. Ryan Grigson went and got us Trent Richardson for our first round pick. <laughs> that was that was that throw caution to the wind <laughs> scenario that came back to bite back, it. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> We've got this trade and whether it's more about this trade or what is this now set up for the rest of the off season? Because I'm not going to lie to you. That's what most of the stuff I've been reading is now that this has happened. What does the off season look like? There's been a few reports out there. Anywhere between 10 to 18 quarterbacks are going to see a new home in this off season. That's funny. Cause I read an article that said, this is the only quarterback that will change places. I'm oh, like, who's, who <laughs> no, is this guy? Not, yeah. <laughs> I think Carson Wentz is probably going to move on somewhere. Uh, that there, scares you know, me because there, he's been linked so much to Indy. And I'm, I'm like, I'm like, Tristan, I'm like, I don't know that he is, first of all. And secondly, I don't know that he's somebody that I feel great taking on. Again, unless it comes at a reduced price. Yeah, I think the Eagles brought in Nick Sirianni, which... Oof, by the way, he did not win the press conference if you didn't see that. I uh, uh, I didn't until Josh texted me and said, did you see that press conference? I'm like, what in the world happened? And then I tried to go back and look. And uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Pat McAfee said it best. He probably had just watched Dan Campbell give his and he wanted to like come in and do similar, but he was just kind of reading from his paper and it was not going well. I do want to point out the first press conference is not a result of how they are going to be. Matt LaFleur's first one was awful. And I mean awful. But so was Adam Gase. So which one is it going to be here? (laughs) Remember Adam Gase with the Jets, those eyes, all the memes that came from that. You know, one guy who didn't win the press conference was former Illinois football coach Tim Beckman, where within minutes, I think he mentioned how he was going to have players over for lasagna about three times throughout the press conference. He's this this hokey guy who's like, "What, what is this guy? What is this guy doing? What is... And I remember during Big Ten Media Days one time, he he tried to, to make a an acronym out of the, you know, OSCE Wow Wow, where it's OSCE, where it didn't make any sense, where there's like a second E. And regardless, it, that's true. It, it can be a precursor of, of things to come where you look back and go, well, we saw right away this guy's not the option. But regardless, I think Nick Sirianni was brought in to rehab Carson Wentz. I think that's where the the organization wanted to go. They saw things switching with Doug Peterson go you know going to Jalen Hurts they want to give Carson Wentz another try I think I don't think he's I don't think he's going to move this this offseason a lot of different guys though are going to move including Deshaun Watson probably you think so at this point you think he will I do I think he's he's going to win any kind of standoff with the Texans he has to be ready though I mean he has to be committed because like uh, the new CBA says that nothing that he's fined can be forgiven now that used to always be somebody sits out all of OTAs and all training, and then they come to a deal and they're like, okay, we'll get this money back to you. We forgive it. Can't. So anything he sits out is just pure gone. And he has to be willing to get to the place where he's going to sit out the entire year because this organization looks pretty duck. I mean, because they're looking at a fan base that sees if, if the new incoming GM and coach trade away the most loved player for the Texans, What's the fan base going to be? They're going to yeah. turn into Eagles fans. <laughs> if if Deshaun Watson holds off this, he, if let's say he's not with the team, not playing whatever, fourth week of the year, the team's 0-4, and at a certain point, the, the fan pressure is going to be too much to not trade Deshaun Watson. It's going to be like, all right, let's just move on from this guy. He, you're clearly not going to 
move on. You can get a huge haul of picks, get this rebuild start rebuild started right away with a big haul, a big jump start to that with multiple first rounders. Just make the move. That's all the fans are going to be thinking about at that point. And so yeah, Deshaun Watson, but he he wasn't gonna be the first domino to fall in this quarterback market, this quarterback carousel. This Matt Stafford trade really, I think, sets the tone or sets the market for what Deshaun Watson's going to get. It sounds like they want multiple, multiple young defensive pieces, multiple draft picks. Yeah, it what was like it? A couple ones, two firsts, and a couple. Yep. Right, two firsts, and a second, and yeah, yeah. And you know, a team who can who can offer a package like that, Bears, Bears can do it. <laughs> for those four picks, you got them, and then. Roquan Smith, Jalen Johnson. There you go. See ya. We'll take on Deshaun Watson. The only good thing I can, I mean, not the only good thing, but the good part for me in that is just get Deshaun out of the AFC South, and that makes everybody's life easier here. We already got probably Trevor Lawrence in the AFC South. I do want to bring up a point that I know we've talked about before, and since we're all EIU-ish people, what does Jimmy G's situation look like? If Niners draft a quarterback and they think that he's going to be healthier and last longer than Jimmy G. Will we see Jimmy G leave San Francisco and go somewhere I heard, else? I heard they were looking at um, a package, the 49ers were, to send Jimmy G to Minnesota for Kirk Cousins with picks. I respect Jimmy G as both of us are EIU alumni. I do not respect the Minnesota Vikings. But what about Kirk Cousins? <laughs> I think what Jimmy G gives you is greater than what Kirk Cousins give you. Yeah, I mean, because he's been... He's that been Kyle Shanahan the offense, It's the quarterback is never healthy. He yeah, never knows how to mean, take care of his quarterbacks. The problem with that, though, is like in that offense, it's a run-heavy offense. So it's like even less, less of the job is on Jimmy G. There's so much misdirection with running. You give it to receivers, all all kinds of stuff like that. It's like, I don't know how how good I would feel about Jimmy, even when he's been healthy, hasn't been all that great. I mean, he's had his high moments, obviously he got to the Super Bowl or a few plays away from winning the Super Bowl last year. But then there are plenty of games where it's steep drop offs. He got benched a couple of times this past year. I don't know. It's one of those middle tier guys. You can just kind of try and the fan base doesn't hate it. But you're not surprised, really, if it doesn't work out. Also, Kirk Cousins, um, I think they're going after this, honestly. It's mostly because Kirk Cousins was linked with Kyle Shanahan in Washington whenever, you know, that three-year stint that Kyle Shanahan had there. I think that's one of the reasons they're going after him, that, that connection they have. It is so hard to know who's really seriously looking and talking about whom in this. Right now, there's the big news that the Raiders are trying to set up a three-team trade to get Deshaun Watson mm-hmm. and get Carr Washington. out. And I'm not sure of all the details. Have any of you read that and kind of heard the speculation of what that looks like? I think at this point, with the exception of the Chiefs and the Buccaneers, and they'll get into all of this next week, every team is looking at every option they have that's on the table, what they're willing to give to bring X players here, get rid of X players. There were reports that, you know, the Rams contacted Green Bay for Aaron. There was reports out of Green Bay. So that was reported by the L.A. Times first. Then it was later reported that that was just speculation on what they wanted to do, but they never actually called. I think we just hear everything that's going on behind the scenes without knowing all of the fine details of it. Yeah. Or where these leaked information are, whose camp that's coming from. I mean, how many guys, how many teams in the NFL are like, yep. That's our quarterback. We're we're set. Chiefs, Chargers, Bucks, Tampa Bay, yeah, Bucks. yeah, that's true for now. Uh, Browns probably. With you can maybe. consider the Jaguars. I mean, kind kind of. Maybe. Yeah, 
you know, I mean, they yeah. know they can have who they want, so they're not worried. I think they will want Trevor Lawrence. There's a lot, there's just a lot up in the air. I mean, I guess Green Bay right now, yeah. but there's there's a whole bunch of teams that are going to be looking for quarterbacks that we we haven't seen an off season quite like this, really, where there's been this much quarterback movement. It's usually like about five teams or so that were they need a quarterback. There's a few guys who's going to go where, and then that's it. But there's a whole lot that's going to be really fun to follow and, and look for in this offseason. Kind of fun. Kind of nervous. What if we end up getting one of those that I feel like, oh, my goodness, why in the world are we trying? Yeah, you know, somebody's like, will the Colts try for Andy Dalton? I'm like, boy, I sure hope not. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what I'm looking for in this in this in this uh, offseason. It's like, who's the perfect Bears quarterback target where they're just like, <laughs> where it's kind of like Nick Foles last year where you're like, uh, all right, I mean, whatever. That's maybe it works. I don't know. I mean. Derek Carr is kind of that that pick for me where it's like, yeah, I can see the Bears just throwing a fourth rounder or a third rounder for Derek Carr. And it's like, cool, great. That was what it was, right? They're trying to get two first round picks for Derek Carr. And then they want to package those two with two of their own and try and get Deshaun Watson for four first round picks, I think is what I heard as far as this three team trade they're trying to work out. Yeah. He's not worth anything more than a third though, in my opinion. Who, David Carr? Derek Carr, yeah. Or Derek Carr, yeah. David Carr. David Carr's Mm -hmm. long gone. So here's a quarterback that we haven't talked about in a while in Dak Prescott. He's technically going to be a free agent because his contract is up. Where do we think he ends up? Dallas. I think they franchise tag if they have to, which is completely bad. It'd be a huge franchise tag, and that's a team that's strapped for cash as it is. I heard there was a, an interesting theory about before the Stafford trade of a Stafford to the Cowboys for a Dak to the Lions type of trade. That would, oh, there Dak a, deserves better than the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> but you're saying yeah. Goff doesn't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I am saying yeah. that. <laughs> Poor Goff. I wonder if we're going to look back on like rookie year Jared Goff, where I just remember his like first start against the, the Seahawks on Thursday night football where Richard Sherman just blew him up and it's like, Oh Jesus, he okay. Like he's this little guy running around out there being apart for out, you know, away from Sean McVay. I'm, I'm expecting a decent drop off from Jared Goff. Whereas he really was a system quarterback, I think for the Rams. Well, they're going to have some picks to, to put stuff around him. I don't know how many of those are this year. None of them are. I don't think, right. None of them were. The first round picks yeah, that came. I think they traded their this this year's pick and last year's for Jalen Ramsey, and then next year's and the, the year after for golf. Maybe eventually they'll get some people around him, but we'll have to see what's going to happen in that meantime. It's going to be interesting. I don't know where Dak will end up. I just in my heart, I kind of feel like it's Dallas somehow. I don't know what that somehow is. If they finally end up giving him the long term contract he wants with the number of years he wants, and then they have to get rid of some other people, I just can't imagine them letting him go. But I've things have happened that I couldn't imagine before, and it may again. I bring up Dak because I saw this scenario where Dak is in New England, and every quarterback that has an arm that can actually throw is going to be targeted at New England. Except right? Stafford, apparently. That was kind of funny. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, that was funny. He, I don't know if, if he just really wanted to stay away from Matt Patricia because it sounds like he's going back there. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, no. Even if he's just running the defense, I don't want to be anywhere near that guy. <laughs> Yeah, I, Stafford, I think he published his top five places he wanted to go. Chicago was on that list. I think it was number I hear, five. I hear the Bears offered more than a first rounder, which 
it was a unique sell that the Rams probably offered more draft picks, which I wouldn't outbidding in a third and having that unique kind of switch of quarterbacks where you can take on some salary for the Lions. The Bears didn't quite have that. That would have been interesting. I would have loved it. But, I was kind of amazed you know. that Carolina didn't somehow get a deal done being able to, to give they the eight, eighth pick and Teddy Bridgewater and, but they probably just didn't offer quite as much as the Rams, which is why it was so expensive. I heard they were so close that the Panthers were, that they were like already getting Stafford's medical records and, you know, getting the physical ready for him to come over to take his physical. And then the Rams said, we'll give you more. Yeah. I know on Stafford's list, number one is he wanted to play in Kyle Shanahan's offense over in San Francisco, which would have sent Jimmy G over to the Lions. I think Jimmy G deserves more than that. But Jared Goff doesn't. I'll say that again. And then <laughs> the Colts were second on his list, and I, I think he would have looked fine there for a couple of years. Rams were third, Panthers, Bears, and that was kind of what Stafford had published about his. Well, he was uh, the only one who, working with his team so closely, they were on the same page. Detroit and quarterback both on the same page as far as let's make a trade happen. We're not seeing that with Deshaun. We're not seeing that with Dak. We're not seeing that with who else is there? Sam Darnold. We don't know what's going on there. Carson Wentz. Who are the other names? Who are the other quarterbacks people are talking about? Derek Carr. We mentioned Matt Ryan. Yeah, I heard uh, that there was no intention. Of course, they always say this to get rid of Ryan or Julio Jones, that they were going to keep them both. I mean, the the Saints got to figure out a quarterback. Do they re-sign Jameis Winston? It sounds like there's some interest there. Right. Or is it Taysom Hill time? Are they going elsewhere? Is Drew Brees going to retire? My guess, my money is that he does. I feel like Drew Brees is going to retire. I think it's good for him. He had a very, a great career. He had a great career. And I would like to see him go out now than try to come back next season. You know, he might not produce as much next season and it might not look great for the end of his career. Stats are going to be broken at any point. Tom Brady is going to hold him forever. Um, and we're just going to have to deal with that until we get a quarterback that plays until they're 65. I'm going to start calling Tom Brady the immortal one because by the time he owns every record, that's what we're all going to be saying. Well, the immortal one holds this and he holds that and everything else. I had talked about last week how I was watching Peyton's Places. There was one interview in there with Brett Favre and Brett's like, yeah, I had all those records and then you broke them. And Peyton's <laughs> like, well, I had all those records and, and they were broken. <laughs> and it, we're just going to see this effect go on forever. But it's kind of a fun thing to track. There has to come an upper limit. There's going to be somebody who comes along that nobody breaks. For my money, it's Brady at this point. I mean, Probably. It's it's, I mean, unless somebody has a super long he wants, career. He said he wants to play best 45. Yeah. 45. He's talking that about was, playing for a couple more years. Yeah. I mean, he's like, I don't think next surreal. year is going to be my last if I play the way I did this year. And we still haven't seen him reach that end of career Peyton Manning level and Drew Brees last year level of he. He clearly just has a noodle arm. I mean, he, he still drives the ball down the field. Like, yeah, like he has his whole career. It looks like for the most part, yeah, he can still I, throw a 50 yard touchdown in the last few seconds of the first half. Can he? I, I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Selective memory. I've suppressed the pain. Uh, smart. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Brady, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about this upcoming Super Bowl. We have uh, the biggest game of the year. I actually considered, should we upgrade our TV? You know, this is always the week when TVs go on uh, big sale. And my wife and I have had the same TV since we were married. 
It's like a 42 inch TV. It's not as thin as the ones now. It's not 4K. And we're like, should we get another TV? And then we realize we never watch TV unless I'm watching sports. And I'm like, as much as it would be nice to watch a bigger screen, probably not worth it. But Super Bowl's coming up. And uh, we got we got two teams with a lot of hype behind them. What do you think? I got some, uh, I got some game props. I can go. We can go over over under how we think the the games are going to go. For Bring them on, individual. Let's players. hear them. All right. So we've got over passing yards for either of the quarterbacks with Mahomes. It's over under three hundred twenty nine and a half. And then with Tom Brady, it's over two ninety six and a half. You guys like the over? On, on either of those. I like the over on Patrick Mahomes, not so much yeah. on Brady. Not so, yeah, not so much yeah. on Brady. There's just so many different ways Mahomes could get there where it's it could just be a dink and dunk down the field and just kind of finds his way. Or you can just have it can you can get half of those yards in two plays. How many yeah, um, how many yards Travis did Kelsey. Aaron Rodgers end up yeah. with? This season or last game? In the game against the Bucks. Uh, a little over 300. Yeah, I think that probably sounds, I, th- I think a little more than Rodgers got. I don't know why, because I think Rodgers is uh, one of the most productive, efficient. He can put up the yards and so is Mahomes. Yeah. Uh, for Mahomes some reason, it just seems. Rodgers tape. Yeah. Trying to imitate his game. So it, it makes sense to me that you're thinking that. So he'll, he'll probably th- probably just a little more than that, I would say. Yeah, here's an, here's an interesting one. Rob Gronkowski yards, 31 and a half over under. under. I think he gets that. I, I think he has one or two plays that really nail it for that. You think That's, he gets one touchdown? Like uh, I mean, he is kind of their, one of their, their top guys. I mean, they kind of have another tight end and basically that's kind of what Mike Evans is at this point where he's just kind of an outside tight end. They like to go to him in the red zone or just run it in. I mean, Brady's still known for that little, you know, one yard QB sneak, but I do kind of like the, the yards thing for Gronkowski. He he's good for one or two of those like 20 plus yard plays. And then all it takes is another random catch to get you there. I like the over on that Tyreek Hill receiving yards over under at let's see 94 and a half. I think that's a good bet. In that last matchup against the Bucks, he w- was over what over two hundred and a half or a quarter, or whatever. Like, there's a lot, a lot of different ways you can do that. All right, yeah, what do you guys I, think, real quick? What do you guys think the uh, Gatorade color is? <laughs> I heard orange is the spot on favorite right now, right? Which is interesting. I w- I would have gone red. You got yeah, two I red think, teams. I think red because of the team colors. Yeah. You can get plus three hundred on that. Where plus three hundred means if you spend a hundred, you get three hundred. So you win an extra three hundred with that hundred dollars back. So that's I like the red. That's a good good <laughs> bet. You you could just take a random chance at, at purple. Personally, I'm I'm a purple guy. I like grape flavored stuff. Maybe you get one of those guys plus nine hundred on purple. You know, so that, that could be good good odds. There there's a Buccaneers fan out there somewhere on the betting lines. There was. Pick the coach that's going to get Gatorade dumped on him and what color it's going to be. And he put $200,000 on red Gatorade on Bruce Arians. On Bruce. On Bruce. $200,000. Man, must be nice to just have enough money laying around that you're like, you know what? I'm going to I'm gonna just put this all on the line for something this silly. <laughs> now, I wonder what, wait, what if they were actually there at the game and they can kind of cheat the system in a way where you get a, a little bottle of red Gatorade and run out on the field. Even if they lose, you just dump it on Bruce Arians. <laughs> hey, the bet cash, the bet cash is out. It happened. And then you get arrested and you can post your own bail. Oh yeah. Be <laughs> worth it. <laughs> get the cash out right away on FanDuel. You're, you're good to go. So who do you guys think is going to win this Super Bowl? I mean, somebody thinks Bruce Arians 
and they think red's going to be the color of the Gatorade. Yeah, last week we did talk about this, and if I remember right, I was the only person that had faith in the Chiefs winning. After seeing that two Chiefs players are currently in COVID protocol because they got it, they were in close contact with their barber, I think, who had Barber COVID. has it. But weren't they already, like, tested negative twice since then? I'm not sure. I just saw that yesterday. I think they're back already, but okay. could be wrong. The left tackle, Eric Fisher, is he going to play? I've heard that's kind of up in the air. Yeah, I hope he does. Um, but here's here's what I do not want to happen in that game. In this scenario, Tampa Bay wins at Tampa Bay. I don't want Tom Brady to go out there, have an awful game. The rest of the team carries Tom Brady, and then all the media, all you're going to see is Tom Brady is so great. I don't care what happens if they win All you're going to hear is Tom Brady is so great. I don't care if he falls down and poops his pants on the field. (laughs) If they win, that's going to happen. It's going to be Tom Brady so great. We just saw that in the (laughs) NFC Championship game where, yes, Brady is doing unprecedented things with taking a team to a Super Bowl, but the defense won that game in the NFC Championship, really. I want offense. This This is a game primed for offense. The problem is, both the defenses are playing pretty well. The Chiefs defense really, really locked down the Bills last week. You know, the uh, the Bucks defense forced some turnovers, played pretty well against Green Bay. So I, I just don't want to see another Rams-Patriots Super Bowl. Like, I'm, I'm someone who can appreciate a game like that, but going back to, like, the Eagles-Patriots Super Bowl a few years ago, that was so fun to watch. That was a classic. That's, that's what I want. I just want a fun, exciting offensive game. Can, like, a... Uh... AFC Championship game, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, a couple of years ago, type yeah, of fun. Yeah, or like Monday Night Football a couple of years ago, Rams, Chiefs, 54-51. Yeah. Like, give me that. <laughs> and I would be okay if uh, some of that is defensive, but it's defensive uh, interception pick sixes. Because I would like to see Patrick Mahomes actually have some of those that are supposed to be interceptions be interceptions and then just run them back for touchdowns. That's still getting you points. You're still going to have a high-scoring game there. Do you guys have score predictions for the game? I can throw one out. Going with my high-scoring narrative, I'll say 37-31 Chiefs. Oh, you're going for Chiefs now. I thought you were going for Patriots last week. Buccaneers, no. Or a Buccaneers, I, I, Patriots. I don't think I made a pick last week. I'm not betting against the Chiefs. If you're if you're betting the spread this game, I think it's minus three Chiefs. Bet the Chiefs. Like <laughs> you don't want to bet against them after the way they played. Like they they that was vintage Chiefs. We just saw in that AFC Championship game where you get down nine nothing and then. Eh, it doesn't matter. They just turn it on and, and cruise. That's what the Chiefs can do. I don't ever actually bet, but I am betting on the Bucks. Um, I, I really think, I think somehow it's going to happen. I don't know if you guys saw this. I read this on Packers Twitter because someone is very livid about how the NFL protocols are going against the Buccaneers being at their home stadium. They aren't at, actually able to produce like their home feel no cannons not shooting off the cannons uh, and stuff like that and a lot of people on Packers Twitter are really angry and they're like it's a game at home let them have their home game do you guys have any thoughts on that I think they should have the cannons I don't know why they're not to be Uh, honest I think you gotta if you're producing this game if you're running it you gotta you wouldn't you wouldn't have the cannons for any other team but you would for the Bucks. I, I just think you got to approach it as this is technically a neutral site game. Yes, it's the Bucks' home stadium, but this is the Super Bowl. A Super Bowl is the neutral site. This is unique. This is the first time there's a home team. And I think, you know, like when Seattle's in it, they have their 12th man that's going crazy. And, you know, even if they're not at Seattle, but if they were at Seattle, what would they do? Be like, okay, you guys have to quiet down. You can't have that advantage. 
keep it under a certain decibel. You know, it's like well, that's a that's a little different. That's not like a home field. That's not a produced thing by the people running running the. But what does that change? It's game. just when uh, when a touchdown happens, they do it, and everybody cheers. It's not like it's mm-hmm. during the plays. I guess it doesn't change anything, but like I don't know. The, the way I'm looking at it is just it doesn't matter who's in the game. Yes, it's technically a home game for the Bucks. They're already going to have an inherent advantage with that. With what twenty two thousand fans there, I'm assuming a lot of Bucks fans. I don't know. I, I it, it doesn't probably matter all that much, but just just run it the, the way you would, regardless of who's in there. I for one have the contrary view. I would like the cannons. I would like the full home field advantage. If you can do what it takes to be home field at a Super Bowl, which this is the only time it's ever happened, I think you should get that advantage. Yeah, me too. I'm gonna go <laughs> against that. I'm with Tristan on this. Two and two. I say that because not every team will ever have the opportunity to host host a Super Bowl. And, you know, Tristan and I being in very cold weather climates, you're not going to have a Super Bowl at Soldier Field. You're not going to have a Super Bowl at Lambeau Field. It's just a fact. They don't want that. It's not attractive to the NFL fans going to that game unless you're a fan of that team. I think it needs to be a neutral site. Yeah, I think it's less about cold and it's more about small market for you. Uh, because they've well, had like them in Chicago New York. Is, they're not going to have a Super Bowl in Chicago. Chicago mm-hmm. is being right there on the lake. It gets colder than it actually does at Lambeau Field. And you can track all the weather stuff. That's a fact. But they're not going to put one in Chicago. And that's not a small market area. It's one of the largest cities in our country. The only way Chicago would ever get a Super Bowl would be, I mean, they're not going to, they, they can't literally, they literally can't tear down Soldier Field. But if there's another major renovation and it looks all different again. As part of the the sell to you know public funding for that would be we're gonna have a Super Bowl here in five years. That's what happened with the the Jets new stadium where it was in that cold venue for the first time in what seemed like forever. But I'm just this makes me think of like what if I'm a Chiefs fan and you're going in and it's like oh geez here you go like they're they're giving them all all of this like they're already at home and now there's the cannons and all the the fanfare of a usual Bucks home game like of course like. I, this, this basically think of like Illinois basketball back in, in I don't know, the nineties I've heard where they played an NCAA tournament game at Kentucky against Kentucky. And then the NCAA, the year after that decided, okay, you can't do that. Teams can't play home games for the NCAA tournament. So just uh, from a fan perspective, it's just kind of like, it, it would just seem a little unfair. I still, I still like the home field advantage. That's agree just always going to be, yeah, agree to disagree. Uh, some, some fans will always want that neutral. Some will want to see if you've, if you've been able to earn a home Super Bowl, you should deserve to get a home Super Bowl. So uh, I think we have two people here thinking the Bucks are going to pull it out and two people thinking the Chiefs are going to win. Uh, anything else about this game coming up this week that should be on our minds as we watch the last Real football of this year until September. Just enjoy it. The, the off season. It's gonna be. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be interesting. But it's a long off season. I just think. I mean, we've seen so much football to this point. Where like I watch it every single week, and then you get to the Super Bowl. Then a couple of weeks after the Super Bowl, you're like, man, I really miss football. Like Sundays are not are not the same. The weeks aren't even the same. Where you don't have that Sunday night game to look forward to, or the Monday night or Thursday night or whatever. So just. Take it in. Enjoy it. This is and, where the uh, uh, AAF yeah. or the XFL are sorely missed. I truly enjoyed yeah. having some football to look forward to in the spring. And even though I guess Dwayne Johnson's going to be bringing it back sometime, I doubt it's this year. Is that right? It's next year, yeah. Next year. Mm-hmm. I hope it happens and, and continues to be successful. 
Uh, if you are missing football, I know this isn't going to be much to look forward to, but EIU will be continuing to play this spring, and you can watch mm-hmm. EIU football in every missed kick you could ever imagine. <laughs> Cold weather spring football is going to be interesting. I'll be, I'm going to be covering a couple of those games, so that'll be that'll be a, a weird weird experience. I mean, just have football right away. But another thing us football fans can look forward to, and to bring this full circle back to video games. NCAA football is coming back. It'll be a little while. The NCAA football video game. I mean, that's just big time news. And Joe Burrow is going to be on the cover, right? People. Yeah. People still play NCAA 14, which that game, the gameplay is so outdated, but this, the model of that building a a dynasty or, or having a a player who you make into a Heisman candidate, all that stuff. Like, ah, just can't wait. Nearly brought tears to my eyes seeing that was coming back. Yeah. EA, if you listen to this, don't change a thing. Just update the graphics. You make millions of dollars. I heard they're only bringing it back if the uh, the player, like they, you know, the college, like NCAA lets them get paid. Like, that's the only they way they'll bring it back. I think they will eventually. Like before the game would be. I think what what they can do right now is start putting together the game, getting it ready for the the next gen, whatever. And then by the time that that licensing is is fully ready, they can just throw it in and and it'll be ready to go. Yeah. Well, I know the part of the the season that I actually look forward to a lot is about to happen, and that is uh, the free agency and draft. Those are probably some of my favorite times of year just because of all the speculation and everything is hopeful and everything seems great or horrible, depending on what your team's doing. What I hate is the summer months when it's, you know, OTAs and you just don't hear much and nothing's going on. Or it's that time when there's like no training camp, no OTAs. It's like, that's the hard time of year. So I'm going to enjoy, I'm going to enjoy what's already begun this week. And and I feel like it's kind of almost overshadowed for me anyway, overshadowed the Super Bowl. I haven't been reading anything about Buck and uh, Chiefs. I've been reading everything about all the other teams and their speculations and trade offers and stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, we'll have news on that occasionally as we go through the year. Do join us, though, next week uh, as we are going to be here talking about the results of that Super Bowl and how Tampa Bay somehow beat the Chiefs and Tom Brady won another one. Join us then on the Football Pandemic.